Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. Uh, here we are again, sitting here in studio, watching it rain outside, wondering why we aren't steelheading yet. Yet. Oh, but I got Mr. Jason Harmson, Mr. Ryan McCon, Riverside Guide Service, and you know Jason's guide service. Steel obsession. Guide service. <laughs> He's in the house tonight. Got a couple of big announcements as we're getting into sports. Yeah, that just show. freaked me out a little bit. I got the chills when he said it like that. See, I wish I had like, a, like an actual, like real, like announcer's voice. I'd be like, Steel obsession. Guide yeah, actually, service. it sounds pretty good. Like. It rolls off the you tongue. You just got to keep working at it. I know. <laughs> just gotta, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'm still fighting a cold. How about that? But no, we got sports show season coming up. Uh, we got lots planned. We got our bashes coming up. Um, had a little powwow with Marlon just a couple days ago trying to figure out exactly, like, all the stuff. Dude, we, we're giving away, like, some of these, like, pedal drive kayaks, like, eight rods and reels, like, per Crazy bash. Show. I'm wow. getting guys. I had a guy call me. We are talking about crazy stuff today in this podcast. I had a guy call me at 9 o'clock on a Sunday, this last, just a few days ago. 9 a.m. Calls me at 9, no, no 9, 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> because he bought his tickets online to the Puyallup Show Bash, but did, was afraid that he's like, I haven't got anything in the mail, I didn't get a receipt. It's like, okay. And I now, and I, I Just freaking out. Freaking out. It's like, <laughs> on the page it says... We will have your name on the list on the door and save your, and you have, you were emailed a receipt. Or yeah, you were emailed with a, a confirmation, confirmation or something. So we have all that. Yeah. But he was calling at nine o'clock on a Sunday night. I'm like laying in bed. I'm like, who the hell is calling? I got to go fishing tomorrow. <laughs> and honestly, I thought it was the clients calling me the next day. Like something came up. You know, yeah. someone gets, anyways, lots coming up, lots to do. Puyallup show is going to be lit. Um, Couple big things there. Like I said, you got the tickets online at addicted.fishing. Uh, make sure check out the VI. I think the VIP stuff sold out already. I believe it. I know it's sold out for Portland. A little early entry, some meet and greet stuff. Um, I do honestly. I'm going to be a terrible salesman because I can't even. I don't even know. Like we've been fishing hard. We've just wrapped up our sturgeon season, getting steelhead going, getting things ready for spring chinook. It's going to be a banger this year. It's like it's just. I don't know where these days are going. Gone. But pretty soon we're going to be bass fishing, so thank God, you know, definitely. Whoa, 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 whoa. easy there, That's buddy. That's what it was. Easy. It's what I knew it'd come to me. That was my crazy story. As soon as he oh, said bass. I know. Yeah, that, dude, that's got... what it was. That's what it was. I we, know it. I know what it was. Three now. crazy stories. We got it lined up. Here we go. <laughs> but either way, guys, <laughs> no, we're going to talk a little bit about just some of the some of the crazier things that we see on the water. I got these two guys, and I know, you know, you guys have heard some of Marlon and I's stories, you know, kind of over the uh over the past few years, but uh, every year is always, every day is different out there, first off, but every year we always get some pretty crazy highlights. So it's, uh, I don't know, we brought these guys in and we're going to sit here and talk about it. Tonight's live feed, we're talking about how to go steelhead fishing without bobbers, but that's really like hard to show you guys, like how to like swing a drift rod. Hard to <laughs> illustrate that. Hard to, yeah. microphones. Hard to illustrate that. So <laughs> we're going to start. It's definitely like, a feel. <laughs> right yeah it's all no about feel <laughs> no pun intended except like a yeah. <laughs> no but i mean shoot well you got you guys in here think about it off the top of your heads and i just kind of spurred this on them too so we might just have to work through this podcast guys but what is it craziest story craziest story for hold on for steel obsession guide service i don't i don't know if i would call it like a crazy story but it was just kind of a a cool story I would say cool is acceptable. Um, so it's my first day guiding ever taking clients out and we're fishing hard. We're fishing hard throughout the morning. It's where are we at on a local river. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, and we're on like a, I tried, we're on like a seven mile stretch of river. 
Hmm. So a seven. We, <laughs> we fish. We fish hard for about half the float, and we get down to another boat launch. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to dump the plugs in right here, and we'll see what happens. Probably four or five other boats had gone through there. There was nobody at bank fishing it, so I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. Never done it. Like, and Never done it well, as a guide? I, never okay. done Wait a second, never Mr. Steel Obsession. That I'm hole, totally giving I should you say. crap. Never plugged that hole. So <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, this this okay. story is already getting Sorry. weird. Sorry. Okay. We get Sorry. we get down the the plugs. I feel like I know where he's at already. Plugs are swimming. I'd like to do a holy plug already. Plugs are swimming. We get down, <laughs> and all of a sudden, this left plug absolutely just gets freight trained, and it sticks real good. We fight the fish for probably 10, 15 minutes, and finally get the fish in, and it's the biggest biggest fish that I've ever guided somebody into. To this day. Well, at that point in time, it was like your first fish that you ever got. It was, <laughs> was no, it a steelhead? So it was, or, it was okay. actually the second fish. So we had caught like a maybe a six pound dinker hen. Well, so beforehand. it was so it was still the biggest fish you'd ever guided. Yes. Even on day one. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's still the biggest fish till this day. Nice. That I've guided into. So well, how anyway, big was it? It was probably 17, 18 pounds. Except and it was admirable. a really cool looking fish. I had a like a cool overbite. It was a cool uh, buck. It was. <laughs> what is this? Why do I get picked on so bad like this? <laughs> I feel like you know when Cameron draws his little diagram, they're all twenty pounders. So I feel like you should have just started out and said it was twenty-one pounds, okay? Just so you didn't have that ammunition on you. It's not. Oh. Whatever. Whatever. But, well, okay, but first anyways, off, first the... off, no, I was gonna, I was gonna rip you if you're like, oh, only eighteen. It wasn't twenty. It like, was because 20. every other freaking guide, oh, it's twenty. It was not every. 20. I mean, every guy in the it's north. 20. If it's sixteen, it's twenty. Every other guy, it's twenty. It wasn't 20. It was twenty. I've seen enough twenty-pound fish that it wasn't twenty. Just not guided people on them. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I'm not. He's feeling better. He doesn't so, have that so cold anymore. I'm just gonna roll with the punches. But yeah. let's be real though. But let's be real though. What happens? So you want? Well, you brought it up. So we up. we we end up netting the fish, and it's a hassle to handle. And we get it in the landing net, and we, it finally relaxes. We finally get the guy to take some good pictures with it and uh, get it going on its way. And he sits down in the back seat, and he's like, mind you, this is a super clean-cut guy, like probably wakes up every day at 5 a.m., goes for an hour workout, and then goes on about his day. We all do that. You know, okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, he sits down in the back seat, and he's like, oh, holy bleep, boys. <laughs> I think I need a smoke after that fish. It was really funny. It was it was it was just cool. Not so much crazy, but it was just so cool. But it was your first day of guiding. You spike an an eighteen, like I'm gonna say. Not a I'm gonna say a solid seventeen. Solid okay. Except solid seventeen. So an eighteen still wet. Yeah. There okay, you go. Okay. There you go. So a little, little water in his overhung jaw <laughs> or whatever. It was, it was I like a super cool looking fish. But I'll let's be real you. though, too. Like you've probably hooked bigger fish with clients. I what happens? Uh, usually they don't land them. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's actually another kind of crazy story that just happened to me a couple weeks ago. But I'll let Ryan tell. No, the story. but I, just, I mean, I was picking on you, like not picking on you, but I was like joking with you about like the team. But that's the reality. Like there's been some very big fish, especially the amount of time of water that the amount of time that you spend on the water. 
and the rivers that you fish, mm-hmm. that there, there's monsters in those rivers, but a lot of times, like, it just don't happen. I mean, and sometimes you, get, you don't even see them. Yeah, you don't That's see them, the but like the guys that are holding the rods, I mean, they're newer anglers and you've equipped them with like, you know, everything is pristine, everything's perfect. Yeah. But the reality is, is landing, you know, 20 plus pound steelhead or, or a 20 pound steelhead. A 12-pound line. It's a tough task. It's, it takes a little bit of nap. And what's weird is they know every little stick, even if they've never been on that side of the river, they oh, yeah. know where those little sticks are underwater, above water. I've had them cartwheel into trees. You name it. Like, yeah. It's crazy how those those fish just know where to take you into yep. and break you off. I had one roll me over a piece of bedrock, and I literally watched, watched it tail, dot, tail come out of the water dive straight down and I looked up at the tip of the rod and just watched it go and then pop <laughs> popped right <laughs> off good bye but you knew on your first day of guiding spike in 18 like I was like this is what I want to do deal obsession I'm obsessed did you have the name before you started that was it that was definitely before I caught that not too bad because you were like I'm obsessed steel obsession that was a good time that was a good story. As much as we all want to admit, there's very few guides and clients and, you know, over the years, like, those don't come easy, and mm-hmm. they don't come often. So that's pretty cool to spike one on your first day. Pretty badass. I was hyped. You're going to break that record this year? I could have. Do you think you will? I think so. I think That was a hatchery me- fish? No, it was a wild. Wild? Yeah, it was a wild. Yeah. I think, dude, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've been, I've been late to the game on the steelhead fishing this year so far. But even yesterday, I think I caught two fish that were bigger than anything I caught last year. Yeah. I that's, mean, what, the first that's what two, I've been hearing all across the board mm-hmm. in, in Washington and Oregon is the fish are big. Like, yeah. maybe the numbers aren't huge, but the fish that people are catching are, yeah. I was gonna say, are like four or five salt fish, you know. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of upper teens and lower 20s. Mm-hmm. One thing about this fish yesterday, too, like I was gonna, I have a video I was going to show you, Jason, and be like, I think it's a buck, but it's so big around, it's just stupid looking. Like, it's so healthy. You yeah. know what I mean? I think it's just, just you know, it's just basically showing, like, I think that the overall health of the fish out in the ocean and stuff For like sure. that. Like, I just think that after seeing, it was only like a 32, 33-inch long fish. But with how stout. big it was. I mean, it's like the biggest around steelhead I think I've laid my hands on in a long time. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, so hopefully you'll break. Yeah, you'll, I think I think it's going to happen a lot. I th- I think it's a quality year, not a numbers year. So far. I'll say, yeah, so far. Not a lot of high water, though. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the fish that kind of come in and set up are not setting up. Exactly. They're, They're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I floated the whole freaking river yesterday. The whole thing? And the whole damn thing, top oh, to damn. bottom. Is a long I row. always say the big smart fish come on the, the big spikes in the crazy water when it stabilizes. That's when your cookie cutters start showing up. You know, you see a lot of those six to nine pounders, you know. Yeah. Just, We've definitely haven't had like stable out water of this year. Yeah, no, it's been either really high or really low. Yeah. What do you got, Ryan? What, so happened, what, what happened to you last year? Yeah, let's hear a crazy story. I, don't, I got so many. <laughs> I don't I can't even know where to start. But, uh... We're talking big steelhead. I, I wanted, when he was telling that story, I had a, I had something come to my mind. We were fishing on one of those Washington coastal rivers that's no longer <laughs> out of a sled. Cool. And we're coming through this drift, and, like, I've been fishing this stretch for weeks, and I call it the magic mile. There's a couple magic miles on. Oh, yeah. Every river has that mile. nice, yeah. long, shallow yeah. straightaway that the, that the steelhead just kind of stack in, you know? Mm-hmm. And... So we're coming through there, and I had two guys 
and we're in my sled and I threw out first and I'm like, all right, you guys hit that foam line coming off that. There's a tree kind of touching the water. I'm mm-hmm. like, hit that foam line. We're bobber dogging. <laughs> and me and the next guy, we hit it perfect. Mm-hmm. And the third guy just slaps the water like 10 feet from the boat, just does the the worst cast you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> leave it. And all of a sudden oh. I'm like, dude, just leave it. Cause you're going to miss this whole drift. I'd rather have you in the water. I said that I'd rather have it. you in the water than out of the water. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, I see that bobber just chugging <laughs> and taking off. And it's the biggest hatchery steelhead I've ever caught. Really? Yeah. And it, we, we floated it. It probably took us like two miles downstream, dodging everything. Dang. Uh, we finally get it up, and I'm I I it wouldn't even show itself. It just stayed on the bottom like a king would, you know. It like never showed itself, yeah. never saw anything. Just got the rod torqued the whole time, <laughs> chasing it with the motor, and finally I get into this like back eddy spot that it's kind of swirling, and we finally see it, and I'm like, holy cow! It's it looks like a king. It has big shoulders. It's huge fish, little color to it, mm-hmm. and so he gets it up. It's tired. I net it. And I just left the net in the water. I said, hey, you guys, hold this. I'm going to get us to the beach. We'll take measurements because this is definitely something you want to get a replica made of. Like, this is fish of a lifetime. And as we're going, as I'm motoring to the bank, Uh the guy goes, hey, it's a hatchery fish. I said, no. No, it's not. No way. (laughs) I just figured it was was a wild. Like, I didn't even look at it. Uh Like, literally, when I scooped it, I just put the net there. And I thought, oh, wild fish. I'll take measurements, some pictures, and let it go. Yeah. He's like, no, it's a hatchery fish, and these guys are jokers anyways. And I'm like, no, you guys are just messing with me. <laughs> I let off the motor. I run up to the edge. I look down, and I'm like, no way. No way. And I just grab the net right in the boat in I put it. Yeah, and uh, just kind of crazy how, you know, fish like that, which you wouldn't some expect. certain people will say they're inferior genetics and all this and that, you know. Um, just an awesome fish, super strong fish, probably been in and out. I'm guessing that fish had probably been in fresh water two other times before he came in on that run to be that size. And Dang. Yeah, they stay out there, but they sure as heck don't. You, they sure. I mean, they they could also stay out there too, and that could have also been his first return. But the reality is, is if you, is if everybody would just stop bonking these six to eight pound already spawned out fish and just let a few of those hatchery fish go. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could end up with more. I mean, of those. I know their survival rate's not the highest just because the nutrients in the systems aren't aren't there from them once they've spawned, but. I feel like on those big bucks, like anything that's above like 16 pounds, you notice they always have a red stripe to them. They always look like they're already a fighter. Yeah. So that's why I say like those fish have been in and out and, and probably made yeah. babies and stuff. And I only see that on the big bucks. You know, I've hmm. caught big hens that are 16, 18 pounds, but they're just dying bright. And it looks like, like they stay out and they're only coming in once. Yeah. They're just not beat up at all. Yeah. What yeah. was yeah. the, what was the measurements on that fish? 42... And three quarter with a twenty four and a half inch. Twenty four. We figured the calculations. The calculations yeah. were anywhere from twenty three to twenty four pounds on on the calculations, and wow. it it looked all of it. I mean, it had shoulders. It looked like a schnook. It Dang. did not look like a steelhead. That's, That's insane because cool. we got we had one a couple years ago on a tiny river I fish that was forty two by twenty one and a half. The only reason why I remember that is because that and I think it had it at like twenty, twenty one pounds. Yeah. yeah. And that's a solid that looks like and, a shit. Three too. inches of, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and you had three inches of girth to that. Yeah. Dude. And that's where you get the weight. Yeah. And I, I it's caught all about one the girth, two I days before that in the same stretch that was forty one and a half with a twenty one inch girth and I figured that was right around twenty pounds that's on that fish. Jesus Christ just that's some big so you fish. better believe it the rest of that season i'm just like oh we got to go right to the magic there. mile we got right to we just pound it pound it pound it 
looking for his brother the whole time. And it, it produces it produced a lot of fish, but nothing of those cow like there for about a three day period. It was just Tankville, you know. <laughs> That's nuts. Our my big fish for probably actually the biggest guided fish. It was it kind of came out of the blue. Like, it was one of those ones where you're just drifting down a little tiny creek that's honestly not known for big fish. And um, water was low. I think we were the only boat there. Just It was just kind of scratch fishing, just kind of one of those days you don't, you know, you don't think it's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're just trolling along, doing our thing, fishing. And we were catching some fish. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible fishing. I'll just leave it at that. But we we're catching all of our fish and very, you know, like, it's like when things get glassy, you know, fish hide for cover. We're catching fish either in... Um, you know, stuff that's got broken water over the top of deep water, stuff that they can kind of nose up into, act like summers more. Like, yeah. you know, nose up into high. The high oxygen stuff. Yeah. High oxygen stuff, and then, like, deeper stuff. Because, I mean, like the water visibility was eight feet. Yeah. Water was low. It was glassy. And so, like, I kind of rode off fishing a lot of the kind of the greasier tailouts that were only, like, you know, four feet deep. Walking man speed, no chop on the cover, bright sunny day, bright, yeah. you know, tail, I mean, bright uh, sunlight, nothing to even think about. Just, yeah, you know, when we were moving from hole to hole, I told the guys, hey, you know what, I can't, I can't remember their names now, but I told me, hey, just throw that, throw that barber just right in front of the boat. Cause if we were to go buy it, anything that would have been there would have been spooked off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Along and he throws the barber in front in a spot that I'm like, like I said, I've been, we've been fishing all day. It's like one in the afternoon. Random. Random. Random, random. Barber drains. You just bonk. Like, oh. <laughs> Sets the hook. <laughs> and, of course, well, well, it was only four feet deep. Gin clear. The second it turned, it was like, oh, my God. That's cool. Like That's we say one. all yeah. the time in addictive videos. Uh, it was, oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, fought that thing all the way down, around a couple stuff, same kind of thing, landed it, and it's just awestruck just kind of like how in the living hell is did we just land this fish here this river in like the most but i guess you know you think about it that fish was so big it just didn't get you know what i mean it's so big it's like i'm the dog yeah nothing's hurting me Mm -hmm. but just yeah just out of the blue and that was like the biggest one i always say if it's meant to be it's meant to be like i've seen very good anglers do everything right and lose them and i've seen Mm -hmm. people that don't have a lot of experience do everything wrong and get them. You know what I mean? Yeah. The big thing about that fish, and I was, and I was kind of saying it during the fight, because we fought that thing forever because we'd also sized down all our gear. Yeah. You know, I was running like some 10-pound, really light fluorocarbon. And when you're trying to be stealthy in that right, clean water. And when, and when you talk about like 10-pound fluorocarbon too, like certain brands of fluorocarbon, 10-pound, are not the same as other 10-pound. Oh, well, this was 100%. the lightest of the light 10-pound yeah. fluorocarbon just because, you know, you had to. Yeah. You, know, you didn't have a choice. And, uh Hooked it on that, and the whole time I'm thinking, oh, we're screwed, we're screwed. The fish stayed, went down to the next run, and stayed there, and then it was just a battle, <laughs> probably for 20 minutes, getting into the damn cradle net. We got damn. it in there, and like I said, 41 and a half by, or no, 41 by 21 and a half, something Thanks. like that. And sure enough, craziest steelhead we've caught. That's but, a good one. So those are the big fish stories. What I mean, okay, steelheading, Northwest, like, there's got to be some other crazy stories. I got a story about how I flipped my raft, but, you know, we can save that one. I watched a guy flip his raft. You did? Had to save him. What? It was pretty crazy. You haven't told me this. Okay, let's hear it. It was pretty crazy. So we roll down, and this guy's anchored up in the middle of the river. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And he sees us, and he pulls his anchor rope up real quick, 
He goes to push down river. Oh, God, one of those guys. I'm like, oh, boy. And I see right where he's going for, and I'm like, okay, he needs to go left here. He needs to go <laughs> left. He need, He wasn't going left. And I he's was like, more concerned in you you coming down he on him. Oh, way too concerned about him. My, about right. I mean, coming down. I just said it. I, said, I don't, I don't <laughs> care. Serves you right. I just start pushing as hard as I can, as fast as I can get down river because I know he's going to flip his boat as soon as he goes over this rock and yeah. goes over the rock. And he's kind of, he was just by himself in his raft and uh, he was kind of on the back third. So he was kind of dogging it in the back. So the, you know, the bow of the boat was all risen up. It was already bit. high and the back was already low. Yeah, yeah first exactly. Mistake. So he freaking rolls over the rock and freaking boat comes out from underneath him. And I just see him floating down river. He's, flailing his arms i'm pushing 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 i'm like colt grab him because colt was with me colt grab him grab him grab him colt ends up grabbing his chest and we end up dragging him over to the bank and his boat got caught in a back eddy luckily he was able to get down river i mean he had uh he had his oars and everything still in the boat the oars didn't pop mm-hmm. out it was kind of crazy but he had kind of the not a makeshift frame but definitely a frame that he had put together himself and uh I think that's that's kind of what caused him to go over was just the way he was positioned. This wasn't balanced right. That, balance yeah, is it, crucial oh, in the yeah. boat. Yeah, and I, isn't I, that what caused you to flip yours? The balance was yeah, off, yeah. huh? Exactly. Yeah, ended up saving him. He uh, he was wearing a life jacket, thankfully, um, but he lost his keys and everything. He was kind of out of ride and everything. Well, so we fall. That could be uh, yeah, a lot well, worse. So. It yeah, could, I it mean, could have been. He was like, "Oh, thank you guys, thank you guys so much." And I was like, "Yeah, man, what were you doing?" He was like, oh, "I was just trying to stay in front of you." I was like, "Oh, serves <laughs> him right." I'm, I'm, like, some, I'm like, sometimes it's just not worth it, man. That, that's kind of the karma was, grabbing uh, you, yeah. huh? Uh, karma grabbing you a little bit, but I what? think a lot of it was just oh, some inexperience as well. I mean. Everybody knows that you got to go left there, and I think it was the first time that Do he I, have. I been there. I think you have. Um, maybe only a couple times, but you have to go left. It's not. It's not where you flipped yours. Well, no, because no one else is in the world is going to flip theirs where I flip mine. <laughs> no, no, but I, it was just a spot where I'm like, dude, you, you really need to go left here, and he just didn't. And whew. I know where you flipped yours doesn't even look like it's possible, but apparently it is. If you're, I, balance, if you're off balance yeah. and you hit the wrong so boil, the way, and yeah. the way the water shapes up where he where he did. It, the water almost leans right there, where it comes into that center, yeah. where where that other side dumps into it. The water. So like, you think I you think I flipped like at the bottom of like where those come down and meet? No, I, I know. Right, I know. Right below it. You know the tree that used to stick out on the left side there. Yeah. I flipped there. Oh. Yeah. I thought you flipped right at the no, bottom. Of that. No, I didn't fil- I didn't flip anywhere that oh, sh- those rapids real I mean, there was some boils in there, right. but like yeah, but nothing like out. I didn't like get into that rapid sideways, hit it and then dump it. Gotcha. No. Oh, I no, thought no, that's no. what happened. No, what happened with me was below that where uh-huh. that tree sticks out. You know how that creek the left side yeah. comes in, there's a little creek. Yeah. And there's just kind of a just a normal boil there. Got through the whole canyon, got through everything, but when you talk about balancing a raft, that's probably a good thing to talk about because crazy stories, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, I had my plugs in, and that was a self-bailing raft as long as I had my plugs out. But a lot of times, if I knew I wasn't going to take water, mm-hmm. when it was running, I'd leave my plugs in because it just kept everything drier. It was yeah. nice. That was the feature. Right. Well, if it's <laughs> raining a lot, and you dump, and you have a couple, one in particular really big dude, 
behind you Ooh. and you kind of dip that's, some that's water. That's like, for me, not dip some bad water, idea. Dip some water here, dip some water there and mm-hmm. have a bunch of water sloshing around the bottom of your raft and you're just being kind of dumb and lazier at the end of the raft. You've already rode all the quote-unquote bad stuff. Right. You won't even call it bad stuff. <laughs> and then you get to one of those boils and the weight shifts and then the guy shifts and then <laughs> he grabs the frame and everybody then it shifts everybody and yeah. it shifts that water yeah. all of a sudden you're up at a 45 degrees and whoop, you're in the water Damn. and i i literally probably could have flipped it on battleground lake i mean it could have flipped it on yeah. lake what's it, crazy is all the, the all the water and stuff i know you go down in your raft and I know this spot, and it's it's a lot of people. It's just like getting in a car accident. You always get in an accident. They say a mile or two from your house yeah. where you're relaxed and you're yep. not really on your toes. Complacent. And I would say it's the same thing for you there because you've been down that river so many times. It it's was, nothing compared to it what was you wrote. One hundred percent complacency on my part. Yep, one hundred percent. But thank God I had everybody wear their life jackets because I'll be honest with you, there was some raft trips kind of back in my younger years. I'm like, yeah, we don't need to wear them. I'm not that worried about it. But, you know, when you're fishing around thousands of your closest friends, you know, a little different story in my big 26-foot sled. Yeah. Honestly, they'll, like, been in the raft never again because this was a – this was just out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, so something – you know, where you're Me, life, myself, you're life I, jacket, winter kids. time, the water's cold. I don't care. Sled, big sled, little sled, anything. I, my saying is I don't care if you're Michael Phelps. You hit 36, 38-degree water, you're, you're done in, in a matter of seconds. Yeah. And, and you talk about that. And the one thing that I do remember, the one thing that scares me the most about when I flipped that raft yeah, was I remember still the raft coming up in front of me. And then I remember pop. I remember grabbing the side of the – I remember, like, the raft coming up in front of me. I do not remember going underneath. I don't remember getting wet, and then I ended up on when the raft overturned. Mm-hmm. I ended up I was somehow holding on to the side grip rope. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember hitting the water. I just don't remember blackout. getting underneath. And all of a sudden, I remember just staring, like opening my eyes. The raft's in front of me, upside down. <laughs> the first thing that fortunately came to mind is where the frick are my clients? Yeah. And I looked left. I looked right. I saw them both. I'm like, get to the you know, get to the shore. And I mean, what was crazy about it is that if we would have just drifted another twenty feet, we would have been in. Two and a half feet of water. <laughs> not the point. <laughs> it is. You're right. Michael Phelps or not, 36 degrees is 36 yeah, degrees. You just, yeah, it just cool. locks up your muscles. hard to breathe, you know? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I took a dunk. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did. <laughs> oh, no, not not on that one. But oh, this you took was another a, dunk. <laughs> this was actually my first trip up to the Olympic Peninsula. It was super low water. It was like the end of February. And uh, I'm sitting in the front of my buddy's raft, and we're fishing on these fish in this tiny little riffle. It's maybe four feet deep, and there's probably 50 steelhead piled into this little riffle, and we probably made 50, 60 casts in there. And I'm like, hey, dude, are we going to keep going, or are we going to you know, harass these fish a little more? And he goes, no, they'll bite. They'll bite. They'll bite. Just give, them, just give them a minute. I'm like, okay, dude. So we cast, 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 like maybe five or six casts later. He strokes into one. And I'm in the front seat. I'm reeling my rod in. And I'm like, all right, what do you want to do? You want to fight this? You want? And he just hands me the rod. Still have my rod in my hand. I got <laughs> two rods in my hand and probably a 15, 16 pound steelhead on the a real one on the end yeah. of one. And he goes and takes one sh- or one pull of the anchor rope, and I just go whoop. <laughs> I fall out with both rods in my hands nice. and manage to keep both. 
managed to keep both the rods in my hand, fish on still, get back in the boat. I, uh, I get in the back seat of the boat for some reason, and I, I only fall in like two and a half feet of water. So I'm, I like fell right onto some rocks. So I'm like kind of feel like my back is really messed up for like a half second, but ended up getting back in the boat. And I'm like, I can't remember what happened, but it was like something happened with the tips of the rods and it got tangled up. And he goes, Cut the line, cut the line, cut the line. The fish is still on. And I end up cutting the wrong line. I was going to say he cut the wrong <laughs> cut the one. I already line. knew where Seriously. that was going. Cut the red Seriously. wire. Cut so the blue cut, wire. Cut the red cut wire. Cut the wrong line. Yeah. So this fish has got like 40 feet of high-vis power pro hanging out of his mouth. So we're like sitting there. He's finally got me back in the boat. Um, we're both sitting there looking in the water, and we see the power pro. Uh, I'm like, okay, there it is. You freaking rose over there. I reach out with my boot. Grab the line with my boot, start to hand line this thing in, <laughs> and I feel it go like tug twice. It comes out of water like six feet and then pops off. Oh, <laughs> oh insult to injury. Oh my gosh. But it was just, it was like just a perfect, uh, <laughs> perfect dunk story. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to. If you're going to, you know, come up with a dunk story, that's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely a good one. The that's one. a good one. <laughs> good stuff. Well, if it's a crazy story, whether you got dunked, whether it's a big fish for steelheading, uh, we're going to, we're going to go to do a live feed right now, guys. But if you guys stay safe out there and if anything, these stories told you to maybe, uh, make sure your gear is <laughs> nice and, uh, tight and make sure you're fishing clean. Make sure you're wearing your life jacket. Yeah. Always so, in the winter. Good stuff. We'll see you guys at the Puyallup bash and sportsman shows. And if you guys, uh, there's still tickets available for the Portland show. So hopefully we'll see you guys there as well later. Yep. Cheers.